In this week's parsha, we find the uh, making of the menorah, and there was a machlek in regards to the menorah about the lamps that were at the top of the menorah, where the fire was lit in the menorah, whether they were attached to the menorah or were they separate from the menorah. In other words, when the Torah says miksha, that the whole menorah should be made out of one body of gold, and not that things should be attached to it, soldered onto it, or screwed onto it. Does that include the lamps as well? So one opinion says it doesn't include the lamps. The lamps were separate. And one opinion says, no, they were a part of the body of the menorah. The one that says that it was separate, they would place the lamp on top of the menorah when it was time to light it. When it was time to clean out those lamps, they would take it down from the menorah, they would clean it out and then put it back on top. The Gemara connects this machlekes with another machlekes, which is, the Torah says that the menorah should be made out of a kikar, which is a certain measurement, a certain weight of gold. The whole thing should be made out of a kikar of gold. So the question is, was the, were the tools and were the lamps included into that kikar, or were they in addition to the kikar? And the two are dependent on each other. If they're part of the kikar, then they have to be attached to the menorah. If they're not a, not a part of the kikar, then they're separate uh, implements of the menorah. They don't have to be attached to the menorah. And the Ramban, for instance, says that everybody agrees that whatever is part of the kikar has to be attached to the menorah. And therefore, since the implements, like the tweezers, what's called in the Pusik tweezers and scoops, were out of the kikar, therefore they had to be attached to the menorah, which means they weren't the conventional type of scoop or tweezer. It was more like a, a sheet, uh, like a lay, a sheet of gold at the top of each lamp, which was a way that you could um, maneuver the the wick or whatever, and the scoop was also that kind of a thing that you could that caught the oil or anything that came over and it was all attached to the menorah according to the Ramban Rashi on the other hand although he says that by the kikar of Torah he does say that the weight of the entire menorah with all of its implements should be no more than a kikar in other words he says that the lamps and the, and the utensils were the implements were part of the kikar yet he explains that the Malkachel he explains that as tweezers, not the way the Ramban says it was a sheet of gold that the manu- you could maneuver that was attached. He says that it was a tweezer which is separate and the, and the other ones were scoops. In other words, that they were separate from the menorah. They were not attached to the menorah, miksha out of one block of the menorah, even though they were part of the weight of the kicker. And the reason is because since Rashi is explaining the Pirush HaPasha, the simple understanding of the words, which not necessarily has to always agree with how the final halacha is. And when you look at the words malkachayim uh, or machteiseha, what that means you throughout the uh, Tanakh means a tweezer and a scoop. For instance, by the Mizbeach, we find also the scoops, and they were not attached to the Mizbeach. Those things are separate from the the keli from the utensil that they serve. And therefore he has to hold, Rashi says, the simple meaning of a, is that it was separate. Yet at the same time, when it says, kikar zob yasa oisa, that out of a kikar he should make it, it refers to the menorah. 
es kol ha all of these utensils must include also everything include everything associated with the menorah. So therefore, according to Rashi, the simple meaning is that even though they were included in the kika, they were not necessarily attached to the menorah, miksha out of the menorah. So just like it's true for the uh, for the implements, the the tweezers and the scoops, the same would apply to the lamps too. That even though they were part of the kicker, but that doesn't mean that they were attached to the menorah. It would seem, if you read Rashi, that if you le- read it on the surface, that Rashi seems to be saying that the lamps were one with the menorah. Where does it seem that way? On the words miksha tiyasa menorah, the menorah should be made out of one piece. Rashi says that you shouldn't be made out of parts, and you shouldn't make the for instance, it shouldn't make the branches and the lamps two separate parts and then to attach them to each other. But rather, the whole thing comes from one block of gold and he separates the branches out of that center block to the two directions. That's what he says. So here it seems that he seems to be saying that the lamps should not be separate from the, from the branches. They should be one with the branches. That, isn't that what it seems to be saying? But it's possible, if you look a little deeper, that it's not really what he's saying. All he's saying is that you're not allowed to make the branches and the lamps separate and then attach them to each other. But what happens if you make the branches and the lamps separate and you don't attach them to each other? You leave them separately. Then it would be fine because then there is no... It's still miksha. The lamps are considered separate. They remain separate. They sit on top of it without being attached to it. And that's how it should be made. And that's why Rashi concludes the Rashi by saying... He, he go, all of a sudden he transfers just to the branches. He would stretch the branches from the center block in both directions. He mentions nothing about the lamps. Because the lamps were not part of the miksha. They were not... As long as you don't attach them, you could leave them separate. On the other hand, we don't see any clarity from Rashi. Which way does he go? You could read it either way. At the same time, he doesn't either tell us that I'm not sure which way it was. Were the lamps part of it? Were the lamps not part of it? So therefore, obviously, Rashi is clear about it. Otherwise, he would have said that it's not clear. But he doesn't explain it. So therefore, that leaves with only one conclusion. It's so clear that Rashi doesn't have to say anything about it. It becomes self-evident. How is it self-evident? Because in the, w- the way the Torah describes the making of the, of the menorah, it's first it says that you shall make a menorah out of gold. You shall make it beaten out of one block, not to be not uh, attached from the you know together. You should make the base of the menorah. You should make the branches of the menorah. The cups and the flowers and the sorry, the cups and the buttons and the flowers should be from the same gold, from that same piece of gold. Then he goes on to say all the details of how many flowers and how many cups and how many buttons and so on and gives all the fine details of how it should be made. And all of this should be made and concludes all of it should be miksha achazov made out of one piece of gold. Then he goes on to say and you shall make seven lamps and you shall make the tweezers and the, and the scoops out of, uh, out of kikazov tar. And the same thing happens in Parsha Vayakil, where it repeats how they actually made the Mishkan. 
In Pasha Truma it says how Hashem commanded them to make the Mishkan. Then in Vayakal it says how they actually made the Mishkan. Over there it's the same exact order that we just went through now. So since the words, and you shall make seven lamps, and the uh, tweezers and the, and the scoops, is written after he goes through the details of how to make the body of the Menorah, where about which it says, Miksha Achas, that it should all be made out of one piece, at the end of that description, clearly there is a, 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 a difference between the lamps which were not miksha achas, they were not meant to be attached to the menorah and all of those details were, which were meant to be attached to the menorah and of course that's true for the tweezers and the scoops as well so therefore from the pirish, the simple reading of the psukim, it's clear that the lamps were not part of the menorah itself another clear evidence of this is that later in Parsha Pekudai where it says that they brought all of the parts of the Mishkan to Moshe Rabbeinu because it was time to put it up and to dedicate the Mishkan so it says over there they brought to Moshe the Menorah the pure, uh, pure gold Menorah its lamps etc so if you're going to say that the, menorah, the, men, the lamps were not attached to the Menorah then it makes sense to say they brought the Menorah and they brought the lamps but if the lamps are part of the Menorah just like you wouldn't say they brought the menorah and they brought the cups and they brought the flowers and they brought the buttons and they brought the base you don't say that because it's all one body you don't say they brought separate things if it's all one body so if it does say that they brought the lamps it must have been separate from the menorah so that's another more evidence that it was separate so based on this that Rashi holds that the, the uh, lamps were not part and uh, attached to the menorah that explains also another more differences that we find questions in Rashi further in Parshav Over there in Parshav Rashi quotes the words from the Pasuk Neire Seha when they, the way they made the Menorah, they made the lamps and he explains what is a lamp, lucins, he gives the French word for a lamp which are bowls which, in which the oil and the wick is placed that's what Neire Seha is so we have to ask the question, first of all, the word Neireseha in our Parsha, in Parsha Truma here, which is the first time that it's mentioned, he explains already what Neireseha is, and he says almost the exact same thing. It's a bowl in which the oil and the wick is placed. So if he already explained it here, why does he have to explain it again over there? In fact, over there in Parsha Vayaka, Rashi spells out, he says clearly, I've already explained the details of the, uh, the making of the Mishkan. I'm not going to, in other words, I'm not going to explain it again. It's already been said over there. So I don't need to explain it there, here. So then for this reason, why does he explain Neirisa again? And a further question, over here he adds the French word to the explanation. He gives us the French word. Why does he have to give us the French word? If he feels that the French word is needed to understand what Neirisa is, then he should have said it in Parsha Turma the first time he explains it. And if over here in Parsha Turma he didn't need to, to explain the French word, then why does he have to explain it over there in Parsha Vayakil? So this will be understood by first explaining that every word in Rashi is very specific and, and thought out. What he leaves in, what he takes out is very clear. Not only in the Rashi itself, but also in the words that he quotes from the Pasik in order to explain. The Dibar Amaschil is also thought out. He's specific about how what he quotes in the Pasik and what he doesn't. So now let's look at 
that Pasuk that we just mentioned, how he explains it. First he quotes from the Pasuk the words V'eskeleha and the implements, and he explains it means the tweezers and the scoops. Then he explains the next Rashi is Neiroiseha, the lamps, and he goes on to explain the French word and that it's the bowl, as we have said already. The third Rashi is and the oil for which they, from which they're going to light the menorah, and he explains that that also needed wisdom and a, an artisan because it's difficult to make that kind of oil and so on. So we see a very uh, we see an obvious difference in the way Rashi starts his each one of these Rashi's. The first and the last one he adds the word the s from the pasuk and the kalim, and then in the third one and the oil. But in the middle one, he doesn't say the word and, the S. He just says Neirisah. And he explains what Neirisah is. So the question is, why does he leave out the word the S in this one if he adds it in the other ones? And the answer is, since according to Rashi, the Neiris, the lamps, were not part of the Menoira itself. So therefore, when the Pasuk says, Oisa the S kola kelema that the kicker made it and all the kelim, what is it talking about? Oisa means the menorah itself. Kola kelim means the lamps, which were not attached to the menorah, and the tweezers and the scoops. That's what it says over there, in, in other words, in our parsha. Then, when we come to parsha Vayakil, suddenly the Pasuk says three things. First, it says the menorah, and the kelim, and the lamps. Why doesn't the Torah include the lamps in the kelim? The, ke- the lamps were a part of the kalim in earlier psukim. Why does he separate it out here? That's what Rashi is trying to explain. So Rashi explains how this Pasuk is meant to be read. It's meant to be read, what does that mean? That's the scoop and the, and the tweezer. Not it doesn't want to separate it. The keleha includes the scoop, the tweezers, the lamp, which is the bowl and so on and that's how it's meant to be read in other words that the Pasuk doesn't mean to say that these, the, the lamps are separate from Keleha the lamps are an explanation of what's also included in Keleha that's why he leaves out the word V'es it's not separated away even though the Pasuk does but he's trying to explain what is the Pasuk trying to say but then the question is why does the Pasuk separate out the lamps if it's part of the Kalim why does he separate it out Rashi himself says that it's meant to be included so why does he separate it out so Rashi says the reason is this what does the Neire Seha mean the French word is a lamp a lamp which means which the word the root word of the word in French is illumination the whole purpose of the Neire is that it should illuminate so therefore the Torah wants to emphasize the lamps. The lamps are what the Menorah is all about. That's why Rashi adds the word, the French word over here just to explain why he doesn't include it in Keleha when he talks about the Menorah. In this case because the lamps are what it's all about. It's about illumination. And that's why he separates it out. That's why he mentions the French word to explain why the, the, the Torah separated out the words Neirah from Keleha.